Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Views from the 573 Podcast. Hope you all are doing well on this Tuesday afternoon that we're recording this. I'm here with my guy, Charles Jones. We're going to be talking a little bit NBA. We've had the All-Star game. Had all that stuff. We're basically at the halfway point of the season now. And we're going to be talking about our thoughts on the season so far and what's to come. You've had a couple NBA moves that have happened. Blake Griffin going to the Nets. Maybe some possible trades that could happen. Uh, that'll, that'll be uh, some of the stuff we're talking about. So, Charles, how you doing, my guy? Right now, glad to be back in full effect, baby. <laughs> I'll just say before we start, the, I start the class, It's always good to hear from you, anyway. Man, same here, my guy. And <laughs> hey, what better way to, than uh talk than to talk NBA with you? Because uh, it's been an interesting start of the season, to say the least, considering the season the season as it is, with it being a little bit shorter, with the All Star game being how it is. Yeah, it's a uh, it's been an interesting take to see how the season goes, how the season's gone, and. Uh, what's gonna happen? Did you watch All Star the All Star game? Yeah, uh, I, I I I was drill drill the past weekend, but you know I, I had made it home. I got to see like the second half of the All Star game. I, I, I had highlights to look back on to see see everything else I missed. Like right before the quarter, the second first half closed out. You had Steph and Dame, very two forty foot. It's all net. <laughs> <laughs> Just seeing Steph go up and catch a lob, then around the next possession, you see CP3 going up and catching a lob. It's like, what? Well, what's going on here? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, if CP3 catching lobs, you know you lose. <laughs> <laughs> you know you lose. Uh, I was like, why CP3 still getting up like that? Now he never done like that for my thunder. He really was showing up. <laughs> uh, you know what? I know what it is. He just wants that extra state foreign paycheck. Uh, that, that's what it is. I can't blame him. Publicity is good publicity. Am I right, State Porn? No, State Porn should sponsor me as well. <laughs> sponsor him. Uh, but, uh, you know, yeah, it was uh, interesting to see how the night went. And, of course, they basically did all the activities beforehand besides the dunk contest, which was held at halftime. Skills challenge that was fun seeing Sabonis win it this year, and uh, then I, I got I gotta give a shout out to my boy Mike Conley. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> he, he almost beat Steph, didn't he? <laughs> oh man, he That's was he yeah freaking Steph. If he had missed that money ball there at the end, Conley would end up winning. Man, I tell you, I tell you what. Part of me was like, you know what, good on you for Conley for taking the goat shooter to that, to that level right there, losing to him just by one. But also, man, part before you, look, before you even go on, look, shout out to Mike Conley finally becoming an All Star man. Man, long overdue. 
well deserved. I don't want to hear, you know, people's complaining, saying, you know, like, oh, man, you put Mike Conley, but, you know, she still have so-and-so. I was like, I'm not trying to hear that. Man. It was good to see Mike Conley as an all-star, despite, you know, the number he's average with the Jazz. He's on a really good team. Like, this Jazz team is better than this Memphis team. You know, can I say that? Can I say that? Or is it too early? We got to see what they do in the playoffs. <laughs> Man, yeah, I I swear, I think there are more Memphis fans that were excited about him getting into the All-Star game than Utah fans, and he's not on our team anymore. So, right. well-deserved, in my opinion, well-deserved. Well-deserved, well long overdue. I was just so happy when I when I got the news and, and I saw that he was replacing Booker. I was like, let's go. I have a team to root for now in the All-Star game. And get and listen. I know Team Durant lost, but like I'm still happy my guy got in. He got a three point bucket in the game as well, so he can he can at least say he got to be an All Star, got to be a part of it, and well overdue. He's now no longer going to hold the title of the best player. Uh, history. <laughs> he, he, I Memphis Grizzlies history, huh? Yes. Start making appearances. <laughs> Man, so he's no longer going to be the holding the title. Of like the best player to not make an All Star game, so uh, I'm I'm sure he's happy to be rid of that title. But yeah, no, I was I was amped up. I was so sad that he lost just by one, but uh, I was happy he took Steph that close. But there was part of me, Charles, that was one maybe a little bit of a old 2014-2015 Memphis Grizzlies to show back up and see Ta come and yell first team right at Steph or. Maybe see Zebo come in somewhere and clock him or something like that. That's just a Grizzlies fan in me. You know, just 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 knock him off, knock him, knock him off a little bit so he missed a couple of shots so so Conley could win the three point contest. <laughs> it, which, if I remember right, I remember back in that series in that second round series that like when Conley had the broken face, I think Draymond kind of like hit him or something in the face, and I feel like Zebo maybe told him back off or I'm gonna hit your guy. And it's like, hey, it's coming. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> man, but, uh, I was just so happy for him to see him compete in both those. And, um, but the three point contest, that's becoming more fun each and every year. Whereas the dunk contest, it's kind of losing its luster, my guy. I don't know well, what to say. Contest, it's almost impossible to do anything, though. We had like 30, 40 some years of. Just about seeing everything. The only thing now that you can do is just if you can jump at the building. That's mainly, you know, do the point guards. You see a point guard one, and, like, I was impressed with Anthony Simmons, especially, like, when he got up there. Like, that was, like, 12 foot. You know, the, uh, yeah. You know, he got the ball from the, you know, the, uh, sticky attachable hoop, and, you know, dunked it. That's, like, you know, Shaq and the guy, that's, like, yeah, that's all right, but it wasn't better than, uh, than, uh, the, you know, Cassie's, Cassie Stanley's. So I was, like, that's better. Cause he's a six three point guard jumping at the gym. He went up to grab the twelve a uh, twelve foot ball. You know how many point guards can't get up there? Huh? I was like, man, you got we got to start putting some respect on you know just guards in general. It's more impressive seeing guards go up there and just you know dunk out this world. Yeah, I I really uh I really liked Obi's first dunk. Yeah, now Obi had a great you know that was a great first dunk. I'm like, okay, like what Cassius Stanley did, you know. Kenny and some of the guys like, oh, that should be 10. Dominique, what y'all doing? You know, I'm like, bro, that's a that's a regular dunk. Anyone can do that between the legs and dunk it. You know, like, 
it wasn't nothing special about that though. Yeah. Anthony Simmons, you know, he he got me uh you know, yeah, it got me excited for, you know, what else he was gonna do after, you know, completing that dunk. I you know I I think then Obi t- tried to jump over Julius Randle and I think his dad which you know props to him for bringing his dad out and trying to jump over him that's cool uh but uh you know it, yeah it's really just hard to you know when you got 30 40 years of dunk contest history try to pull off something new now I saw somebody say now why don't you go try to go back to the NBA live games where you just throw the ball up and do a couple backflips and try to dunk it tomahawk style, you know. If you if you remember those from the games, like why don't you just try to do some of them? Um, but I, it would be fun seeing real life. Oh man, like some of those dunks that they made up on those games, like if they happened in real life, like it just tens across the board. Like if they got it, tens. But, you know, I think the three-point con- contest, considering where the league is gone, is a little bit more exciting to see somebody like a Steph, uh, like Steph get hot or maybe or see somebody unexpected try to, you know, win the, win the three-point contest, like Conley doing what he did. Or, you know, it's just a lot more fun because of where the game's gone. And I think, you know, you've had so many years of dunk contest history. A lot of stuff that that's been done in the past – some guys are looking back and doing some of the same stuff again, but adding their own take on it. But I don't know. It's uh, it's something I do want to see if they can try to find a way to improve it. But, I mean, if you're not going to have guys like Zion, Ja, and if you didn't get guys like LeBron in the past, like it's going to be tough to try to bring it back. I, you know, I, I wish I could have I wish Westbrook would have went for a dunk contest. That's another one. Like yeah, we know we know about having D Rose in there, but Yeah. So we'll probably never get to see it in this universe at this timeline. Yeah, I wanna go to that universe that you could see that happen. Because if it's Westbrook, he's gonna pull off something insane. I mean, because that's Westbrook. That's a style. He's gonna do that. But uh, you know, I don't know what they can try to do to try to maybe bring it back. It's gonna be tough to do. Uh but the game was uh was kind of fun. Uh, Giannis going perfect from the field, banking in a couple three-pointers. And like you just said, point guards catching lobs. Dame and Steph dropping 40-footers. Like at the end of that game, I knew when Steph missed that, uh, that, that shot at the end to try to win the game, I knew, yo, Dame is going to get this ball and he's going to try to outdo Steph and make this and end the game. What And what does Dame go do? He does it. <laughs> like without yeah, it's, hesitation it's re- the rage is so ridiculous <laughs> if Tony Parker and uh pulling those kind of shots back in the Spurs heydays with Pop Pop would probably pull them out of the game <laughs> what are you doing what are you doing you know it's, it's, it's just amazing to see how the game is you know changed from the three point perspective yeah it, it really is and you, you see that happening all the time now and you're seeing that being a, a lot of the excitement in the three-point contest and in the All-Star game. It, it really just go, goes to show how much the, the times have changed in the league and where the league is probably heading now with uh, with all these insane guys that are shooting 40-footers, you know. But, uh, it's a normal appearance to pull from the logo now. 
yeah, it, that that's really is the key for some of those guys. And like some of these younger guys, they're gonna be, they're watching these guys pulling up from that range, and they're gonna start trying to do it, see if they can start hitting it from a consistent basis. And so it's gonna be insane to see what that does to the people coming into the league and what people really gets it down pat. But uh, I guess let's get into uh, where we are with the with the league right now. So. What have your thoughts been so far with uh with these first several games that we've had in the league? Because we've had a lot of stuff that that's gone down. We've had Harden get traded. We've had a couple guy a couple guys go elsewhere. We just had Blake Griffin go to the Nets. Uh, what have, what have your thoughts kind of been on this first half of the NBA season, so to speak? It's been a fun while, ride. Like like we were talking about earlier. Should have seen it coming, but wasn't expecting the Jazz, you know, to be be at the level that they're at right now, at least, at least top of the league anyways. But uh, you kind of go back and see to where they, everybody else talked about, you know, being in the bubble, the asterisks or whatever. Or, you know, like some teams are a fluke. That's how everybody looked at how my, Miami was struggling, you know, without Jimmy Butler. But since they got them back, they've been like 15 and 5 or something like that, 7. But also back to my point on the Jazz. In all reality, the Jazz and the Clippers really should have had beat the Nuggets. Uh, the series should have been over. And like, like I was saying, the Jazz, Jazz already was handling business, and they were missing Bojan by Dunnigan. And lo and behold, you know, they get him back. Yeah. They get him back this season, and look where they're at now. Jordan Clarkson is six-man a year, in my opinion. Man, dude, like, I've been sitting watching Jazz games when I can, or sitting up playing our teams, and, and, like, watching him just ball, I was like, I was like, man, he's, you know, he's making a case like, I'm that guy. I'm, I'm, I get buckets. That's what I'm paid to do is get buckets, man. <laughs> Yo. And, you know, Donovan Mitchell, like, you know, he's not in MVP conversation, you know, because there's numbers that he's averaging. But, you know, the Jazz are playing true team ball. Steve, I think Steve Kirsch said it best in, you know, like a recent uh, interview. He said that the Jazz remind him of 2015 Warriors. So, you know what that means. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, they have better defense than the, than the Warriors. Because defense is the Jazz bread and butter. And with that, that powerful offense, you know, being like a top three offense, top three is shooting, you know, for our team. It's, uh, the Jazz are an amazing team, but Donovan Mitchell should be in that and MVP talks. <clears throat> yeah, like, it, been, it's amazing to see, like, once they get Bogdanovich back, like, how much of it clicks. And, you know, just kind of seeing what they went through in the bubble and just not having him down there. I mean, who knows? If they had him down the bubble, I mean, we don't know. But uh, they, 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 beat, they beat the Nuggets easy because, let's face it, almost all the games, they were a double digits on the Nuggets. Like, seriously, man. Like, even just like the Clippers, which is why you see people talk about Rid or whatever, you know, for LeBron and get that, get that, uh, you know, that ring. <laughs> I do firmly believe Lakers would struggle with the Jazz as well last year. Especially they could have had Bogdanovich, but everybody knew the Clippers would have had their number. Everybody just felt like everybody liked the Doug. They got robbed. That's why they hope they see it this year. And, like, this year, it doesn't hold as much weight because most teams are back, you know? And, like, at the West right now, the teams you see coming at the West are, you know, it's the Clippers, Jazz, and the Lakers. And if AD is not healthy and missing, you know it's over with for the Lakers anyways. Yeah, another surprise that, you know, I get from this season, and I'm strictly talking the Western Conference right now, right now, it's a uh, 
Luka's done, you know, the, the Mavs to fall off bad like they did. Mm-hmm. Granted, injuries there too, but the Mavericks have been a surprise, you know, but like, man, it's looking like they might not even make the playoffs. Yeah, because looking at it right now, they're just two games over 500, and they're sitting in that eighth spot. And you know, consider that they right that along the, with Golden, right along with Golden State as well. Not to mention, right? Like Golden State's right on their tail, and uh, you know, and you I do, you got the playing tournament, so I don't know. And and I do uh, I do feel granted that if Golden State makes the playoffs, uh, first eight, like. <laughs> It can take two or three games just by, just by his shooting prowess. Like, if the Warriors are locked in or, uh, you know, coming in hot, you know, going into the playoffs, that's that's very scary, even without Clay. That's just very scary. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, think about it. So, that whoever at that first seed, which more likely might be the Jazz, they're going to bring that up. Uh, they're really going to have to be on their A game, I feel, especially if the Warriors end up, you know, being that AC, because that's a scary AC, no matter how you slice it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. But the other team that you know that I chose to have a redemption year was uh you know the Clippers. You no, know, Kawhi MV and Kawhi Paul George. You know they were in MVP talks together, but you know, Paul George ended up getting hurt, missing games there and there. Mm-hmm. Shooting like fifty percent from three, fifty percent from the field. I, I, I think eighty to eighty nine to ninety percent from free throws. Same thing with Kawhi. Both of them have fifty forty nine and ninety seasons, which is you know crazy to think about. Which you know that. But like, and then you know, Kawhi's still in MVP conversation talks, like fifth or you know, fifth or sixth in the race. Will he win it? Probably, realistically, probably not. But you know, if the Clippers can be in that top two to three spot, you know, you got to You know, you got to look at that. And then you know, um, also the Suns, like what Chris Paul's been able to do, we're going to teams and just you know expanding that culture, so basically making them teams or keeping them playoff teams, like. But even though the Suns have been amazing, man, right now, like, you know, like the Suns, the Lakers, and the Clippers, all of them are right there. You know, they, they lose a few games here and there. All of them jump from second to fourth, you know, fourth in the West. Right. Like, those are, my, you know, some going to be some fun teams once playoffs get around. Oh, yeah. But, you know, that's, that's like my take as far as, um, you know, the Western Conference, what I see. Can't talk about my Thunder because... <laughs> Nah, you know I take that back. We were talking about my Thunder for a little bit because you know I'm so happy as a Thunder fan because you know they's like can the Thunder not the Thunder can't even think right. I know mean, you know like if you actually watch us play games, we are a tough team to beat. Like all the losses are you know close game. We don't mind. you know we're right there in that threshold of being you know going from 14 to like 9 to 8 seed right there because all the records so close down that bottom half. But like the Thunder are a tough team, man. Like actually watching them play, you're like man. They're a tough team to beat. <laughs> they not making it easy on you. So it's like, and the same instant you want to take, but it's fun watching them actually compete. And like I said, SGA is a future star, man. And uh, Lou Dort, I'm so so happy for him, man. Going on draft, you know, to just being a great defender they is, and now he's bringing the offense to go with him, man. Like, it's going to be special. And then knowing that he had 30-some picks between now to, through 2026, 20, 27, like, and you know how we can guard a trade like a Thunder, like Sam Pressure gonna get it. He gonna find some diamonds in the rough that you know might they're gonna be future superstars. They pick three back to back. Probably won't see it happen again, but maybe we do, depending on how bad other teams are. That you know we got future swap picks and stuff. Right. I'm really proud of my Thunder. Like 
I do firmly believe to see us win some championships in the 2020s or at the most in the 2030s. Like, I, I just expect us to get a championship. No way with all the talent we got right now and then all the drop picks stashed up and what we can do with those. It's just, uh, you know, it's, it's looking like we, we're right there. Man. So, uh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just waiting on us to get good. But that's my take as far as the West. Uh, I'd love to hear your input on anything. Uh. Going back to the songs, like, I wholeheartedly agree with, like, Chris Paul and what he's done with there. I mean, I feel like you could kind of see it coming a mile away, but just actually seeing what he's done to Phoenix there, I, I can't imagine what it's like for Booker, Aiden, Mikel Bridges, some of those young guys in Phoenix, what's like having a veteran Hall of Fame point guard in that locker room. And what that does for you, your team, your confidence, your culture. I can't imagine what that does for them. It's got to be tenfold as far as what it's been in the past in Phoenix. So, to see them sitting where they are now and second in the West is really remarkable and really a testament to CP3 and what he's done there. As far as the other teams, I think, you know, the Clippers, like, they they could definitely make a run without... PG-13 has been playing this year. He's been amazing. Kawhi, awesome as expected. Uh, Lakers, you got to worry about AD and if he's going to get back healthy or not because if he's not 100%, that's something you got to be worried about if you're a Lakers fan. And it's a, you know, it was a Achilles. Now, I think I think it was the Achilles, right? And then they changed to a calf, you know, a calf injury, but right. it's sort of the same thing that, that KD I know with and we see how that went. So, you know, <laughs> he just have to respect take a down year if you do the Lakers, you know. You just won came off winning a championship. Yeah. Granted off different circumstances, but you know, you just came off winning a championship. It's not like, oh, you know, lo and behold, you did what they were, you know, supposed to do. Bring him and LeBron together. They got a championship. Yeah. But I wouldn't risk, you know, trying to come back on, get the repeat, none of that. At the end, being healthy is what matters. Yeah, I mean, and he signed that huge deal in the offseason, too. So, they, and so he's got to be healthy. I mean, because if he comes back too early, and if it affects him long term, that that really screws the Lakers right there a little bit. Uh, oh, so, yeah, definitely. So, some of the other things about the West, um, you know, the, you got Zion going off in New Orleans, just like having an insane year in a in his sophomore year. Then you got your Thunder, who they're sitting right there. Like if they, like you said, they're a tough team. They they could have a shot to get into that playing tournament if they uh, if they win some of their games here in the second half of the season. Then then of course you got your teams in the bottom of the West. Like I just want to make a mention of the Timberwolves because I forgot to mention this pre pod. But Charles, I'm going to my first live action sporting event in over a year. Oh wow, man! I know it's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna see the Timberwolves, even though they're the worst team in the league. I'm gonna see them go play my Grizzlies on April second. <laughs> look, look! I gotta say, it's gonna be fun to go to the game. But I'm like, yeah, right now you actually picked a, a horrible game. Well, uh, <laughs> at least I'm like you could at least you know pick, you know you could at least pick. A good team that you want to see the Grizzlies play against. Well, hey, granted, the, the Grizzlies they had a uh, they had a good game against the Clippers. <laughs> man, 
So then, but then I was like, you know, the Clippers just came out, you know, not focused at all. Like, yeah, that's still one. Of their, that's still one of their their Achilles heels where they'll come out, you know, play down the competition when they should, you know, just, you know, not the bass on your grits, but you know, they should just rip the hearts out of these lower teams. <laughs> and I literally said, you know, Memphis blew them out. That's just a, a minor wake up call for them. I said, now watch them come back out, blow Memphis out. It's like literally the same next night yep. because it was a back to back against Memphis and lo and behold. <laughs> They end up being missing by twenty twenty two. Yep. I was like, exactly. I was like, man. <laughs> well, hey, listen, I'm just, I'm just excited to go see a, a game. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's funny about you know watching the Timberwolves. I, I'll be excited just to go to a, to a uh, NBA game, anyways. Since I haven't still been to one yet. Yeah. But uh, you know, speaking of the Grizzlies, you know they're sitting at, at that tenth spot. They're in the playing tournament as of now. They're five hundred. They got Justice Winslow back, which I've been pretty impressed with Winslow. You know, he's slowly working into that rotation. And the Grizzlies just have a lot of guys that can just come off the bench and you can insert them in the starting lineup or you can just bring them off at the, as the sixth yeah. man. And, like, they do good. And, and you know, Justice Winslow's great player, man. He's just, you know, had to deal with his injuries. Yeah, it's just like if he can get over that, and if he can get back to some of what he was down in Miami, like that's just that's just another great piece that the Grizzlies to, to have added. And then also, you don't know about Jaron Jackson and when he's going to come back. So there's that possibility you get him back in the second half, and you maybe try to do a little bit better here in the second half and make a run. So. I'm really ex- I'm happy that they're at 500 right now. You know, John missed a few games there. Uh, really worried about him at that time, but uh, he's come back. And these last couple games, he's done really well, putting up over 30 points, like really getting close to triple doubles and stuff like that. And so, like you know, if he can uh, kind of continue that trend of where like he's putting up really good numbers scoring wise, but still, you know really putting up good numbers assist-wise, getting some re- a few rebounds here and there. You know, watch out, because, like, if he's able to take that leap, now you know, there's not uh, not any telling what this team could uh, end up doing, you know. But uh, let's say we move on to the East. What have you thought about the East so far? The East, uh, of course, you got Philly and Brooklyn, 1-2. I think the surprise has got to be... Well, I think the couple of surprises in the bad way have got to be Milwaukee and Boston, right? Oh, yeah. I, I thought you also say, uh, you know, Toronto, but now Toronto's kind of been on, been on a tear lately mm-hmm. with the team. I wasn't expecting them to start out bad as they was, but seeing like they, you know, they, they definitely patched up, you know, from where they started to where we're going. But, you know, it's a long season. Teams start out slow, and then they'll be wilting to shape for playoffs. The thing I wonder about Milwaukee though is, you know, after they they had a great season like said, last year. Giannis gets another top superstar talent thing, you know, come help him because Chris Middleton is nice, but he's just not a superstar. I think we talked about this on the last part. Huh? Yeah, and like, I will be saying like Giannis, they gonna have to give him some help over there in Milwaukee, especially knowing he's there. He's there long term. He wants to win there. And I think like hey Drew Holiday, he missed a little bit of time, so that affected them a little bit. Yeah. But, like, I look outside of everybody, like, they're soon as kind of dealt 
feel like where they were in twenty, you know, twenty nineteen, like everyone's caught up to that team now. Like they're struggling to blow teams out of, you know, keep leads. Like you know, just gonna need some help. If Drew Holiday and Solid pick up, like, you're gonna need more than Drew Holiday to win the championship. And then Boston, you know, I don't I don't know what the deal is with them. Tatum and Brown, obviously two all stars right there, but you know, I I really don't know what the deal is with this Boston team. It's kind of it's kind of weird to talk about them. You know, Kemba has not been I think the player that they've expected so far, but no, he he, he hasn't, and you know it's due to you know sort of being injured, coming back from injury. But Jason Tatum has been kind of you know up and down this season. Now Jason Brown's been a consistent factor for all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Boston. I just don't think Boston gonna get it done. Yeah, and then uh, I think the one, su- I think the Heat's another surprise there, you know. But they've been affected by injuries, by COVID a whole lot. So there's that for them. I think the surprise in the good way has got to be what's gotten into the New York Knicks, my guy. They're sitting at over five hundred. Hey, <laughs> hey, two words. Yeah, and Randall's been balling. He made the All Star team. You know, uh, I think it's we were kind of expecting him at some point to finally reach this type of potential, but it's just taken up into his stint in New York to finally reach it. So you know, good on him and good on the Knicks for finding a way to get over five hundred. You know, it's one of the rare times I I'm getting to see the Knicks actually win for once. So it's, it's fun. It's re- it's really fun. Like I'm 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 actually happy for the Knicks. I'll tell you what. When I first heard about, it, I was like, "Hold up, what the Knicks are? What, huh?" I I was kind of like struggling. I was like, "Okay, is this a joke?" And so I went and looked. It's like, "No, nah, it's not a joke. The Knicks are actually not doing too bad this year." So I mean, yeah, props to them. Um, looking at the East again, you know, you got the Pacers sitting down there, sixteen, nineteen, and I thought they were going to be a little bit better. The Bulls aren't as bad. You know? Um, like you mentioned, the Raptors are 17-19. And then you got the Hornets at 17-19. What do you think about Lomelo so far? Man, uh, for us, Lomelo, I've been like, you know, I was like, uh, he got this rookie hype. I don't think he gonna, you know, come in and bomb me. I had some rookie walls to run into. And then I was totally wrong. Uh, even on the defense, I say he's just not a good defend. You know, he's not a good defender. You know, he's doing even better on defense than I thought he would. But I'm just so impressed with like his game, which I know he's gonna be better than Lonzo. But it's like, man, Lonzo really had all that hype around him. It's like Lonzo had the hype, and Lamelo lived up to it. Dude has been balling. Like he's, I have to say, he's a big reason Charlotte's been winning outside of Goran Hayward and Terry Rozier. But, like, I, I actually enjoy watching the Hornets games, man. Like, there's some fun games. And plus, with their announcer, their announcer just get you hyped. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if the league, every league used their announcers, it'd be fun. They just make games so exciting. <laughs> like, 
I think if I enjoy, I enjoy watching Melo. I'm, I'm glad for what he's doing. To me, that's he's rookie of the year. I th- yeah, I I think he's got to be rookie of the year. And look, if you got Michael Jordan, your owner coming out and saying that he's that Lamelo's exceeded their expectations for him, that's a, that's really high praise coming from probably the goat in uh, in basketball right there. That's high praise. But uh, you know, and it seems like almost every night, or almost every other night, I see a Lamelo see Lamelo making Sports Center top ten. Whether it's like a crazy highlight pass, shot he's a dunk, great great pass. he has a great feel for the game. He, he does. Like he's been, uh, it seems like he's been on there almost every other night. It's just uh, insane how good he is so far. And like, yeah, he he's rookie of the year. Although Anthony Edwards has had his moments, James Wiseman has had his moments. You know, this rookie class hasn't been too awful considering the hype around it beforehand. No, no, this rookie class. The rookie class has actually been surprising me. The only one that I don't watch much because he's on a horrible team, but I just didn't, you know, understand the hype around him, and I watch him play, and, you know, it's just like we're going to have to give him time. Is you know, number one pick, Anthony Edwards. Mm-hmm. But, like, honestly, I was in basic training doing, you know, the last college season, so I didn't get to see half these, half these new rookies, you know, ball in college or whatever. So I was just like, I don't know who these guys are. You know, really didn't care. I say, no one's going to, you know, worry about rookie just coming in and just dominating, you know, leading the team to the playoffs. Right. At least I wasn't, you know, expecting it. So, and, like, people were sort of mixed on this on this draft class because, this rookie draft class, because you just didn't know what to shut down last year. Yeah. Like, you didn't know what to shut down. You didn't have March Madness. Stuff was obviously affected, so it was a little bit of trouble trying to pin down some of these guys that were coming out. It was it was obviously going to be tough to try to pin down some of these guys that were going to come out this upcoming draft. And you know they haven't been. It hasn't been too bad. You know there's been some guys that have been some surprises for them, and uh, you know it's worked out for them. But I think you know it was all because of like who's coming out in the twenty one draft. You know with Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, Mobley. You got all these big names. I think they just kind of overshadowed that class. And Kay Cunningham is who Oklahoma City fans have been going crazy for. And I haven't watched his highlights, but I've been saying, like, you know, videos or ESP uh, articles, you know, covering him when he has big games in college. I think he even just dropped a 40-point game. But, yeah. you know, I haven't had a chance to watch the guy for real. I barely even watch college ball. Hopefully, you know, with, like, the, our work schedule and, Drill and they're still coming up. I get to enjoy, you know, March Madness for real. Oh yeah. So I can actually see this, see this talent that everybody's harping over right now. Yeah, and I think he just won Big Twelve Player of the Year. And, yeah. And so, like it, yeah, as a freshman. So that tells you so much about his game and where he fits in that draft class. But I think so many looked to the twenty-one class. And they like uh, the twenty class is kind of like kind of a bust anyway. There's not a lot of guys here that can really make an impact. But the class has been pretty solid so far. But uh, you know, let's talk about the top of the East, the two top teams in the East. Let's talk about Philly right now. You know, Embiid has been making a really good case for MVP so far, and he's definitely definitely top of MVP talks, man. He's been a bread and butter for Philly. Not to mention, Philly got better shooting. Adam Danny Green, Seth Curry, 
they're a better all around team, you know, to work with having Ben Simmons and everyone. But like MB MB has just been been that dude. And it's all because, you know, he's been healthy. Yeah, I mean number one, thank 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 God for MB being healthy. Yeah, I mean that's the key factor with him that's always been there is health and like if he can stay healthy, play on a nightly basis and put up big time numbers and continue that play each and every night, then you you got yourself a superstar right there. And like this year, he's been nothing short of that. He's been a superstar for Philly this year. And you know, just seeing what he did to go bear, what, like last week, you know <laughs> Yeah, like did they did they beat the Jazz the game? Uh, yeah, they did. The game, right? Yeah, they did. He, he dropped like 40, was it 40-some points? Yeah, I, it was really was close. Wondering. I was like, did Rudy, Rudy Gobert not see the little must not have played for Joel Embiid to, you know, just go off like that. Then when I looked at, you know, looked at the stats and then, you know, looked at, seeing who all played, I was like, Embiid went off against one of the best defensive teams, one of the best defensive big man in the game, arguably. Yeah, let's. Uh, I, I was like, I was like, but MB, MB can shoot the ball. So, lost you pulling Rudy Gobert from that paint. You got Ben that can do that. It's it's free free ball. That's one thing. Now, if Rudy Gobert can open up his offense even more for being outside the rim, far soon, even if he just gets a mid range shot, <laughs> Josh would be in more deadly. But back to the point of MB, man, I was like, man. He just went off. He's proving the case for white. You know, he should be the top, the top center in the league, at least the best center in the league. Outside right. Of Jokic. Like, it's, it's not a day which one you want between them two. I mean, like, you can pick either one of them and you wouldn't be shamed for your decision, I think. Because, like, they are both and then, elite. Know, another thing that we didn't touch on, back, going back to the Western Conference, we didn't touch on the Nuggets, but, like, Nuggets lost some good defense, a lot of good defense players, players that they had last year. Yeah, Jeremy Grant. You see where, you see where they're at. Yeah, Jeremy Grant. They lost Tory Craig. You know, they lost some defenders that they could have thrown PG and Kawhi. Main losing Jeremy Grant, I think, really hurt them. And, uh, you know, we saying like this team is like, ah, nah, they'll make the playoffs, but we definitely don't see them getting past the second round. It possibly depending on who they end up. If you know who they, who they could play in the first round, you just never know. Yeah, because like if I don't, think you want, I don't think you want to even run into a red hot Blazers team as well with Damian Lillard coming in the mix. So nah, you know, like I'm just not definitely not selling on Nuggets this year. Like I'm looking back at I'm looking at Embiid's stats in that Utah game, forty and nineteen. Yes. Man, like I said, balling when I seen the stat line, I was like, Rudy Gobert must not have played because wow, Embiid went out there and feasted on everybody in the game. <laughs> But he's been doing it. Just like I said, if him and KD would have played in the All-Star game, it would have been a different turn of events. Seriously, like. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and no one no one was going to stop him beating in the paint. B was going to get to go to work. Oh, yeah. If you watched the All-Star game last year, he was torturing everybody in the paint. Like, like abusing <laughs> them. LeBron, Kawhi, whoever was down there was getting their getting barbecue chicken salad on. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like. Embiid's that dude, and, I, and you know, I, I love some Embiid, man. I love some Embiid. You know, no, not no fan, no fan, but fan girl, you know. Just, just actually love Embiid for the game of basketball. Yeah, like the he, traditional big. He, 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 he's making it more fun to watch, you know. Because like, there's nobody in the that in this league that's like him, that can play the way that he can. Like, it's just insane. But like, you know, Philly, they got him playing in an MVP level. 
You know, Tobias Harris has had a sneaky good year, putting up 20, uh, averaging 20 points and around seven, eight rebounds per game. See, Tobias is just a great, a great role player. You love to have him on your team. Yeah. So, like, he's been really good for them this year. And that Utah game, he had, what, like 22 and uh, 10. So, like, you know. Yeah, see, see, he'll get them, he'll get those sneaky numbers. It's about him staying consistent. Mm-hmm. He, he, he is, he's going to give you at least, you know, 18, I'd say 15 to 20 points almost every other game. Yeah. Now, someone who I know is going to be real inconsistent is, is definitely Danny Green. He <laughs> has some games going buckets for three, and then you just know he's going to, you know, lose out on it. Especially, like, when it comes playoff time, like, he, like, we just got to see if Danny Green going to keep doing what he does for alone, but it's just, and we don't have to talk to Nets because I believe we covered the Nets at the beginning of the pod, so, I mean, it, it's night and day that the, the top two best teams in the East are right now are the Nets and the, and the Sixers. Yeah. Everyone else is just there to fill, you know, playoff spots. Unless they prove us wrong, but I think we we've covered the East on the you know the best basis as we could. Yeah, I, to get through the East, you got you got to get through the Philly or Brooklyn. Yup. And we know you're definitely going through going through Brooklyn. But then the top two teams in the East, like in the East, excuse me, excuse me, those top two teams in the East, man, like no question, like when you're talking about the East, what are you talking about? I mean, and Giannis yeah. gonna have to, you know, keep adding to his jump shot as well. But like, Giannis gonna need some help. I just don't see him getting at the East right now. Yeah, they got Especially some stuff to figure out. That, that, that monster of a juggernaut next team, and then Philly always has Giannis's number because you know they can contain him in the paint. And you know, for some reason, like I say, his uh, outside shooters they just don't want to come through when it's time for the. It's like they, it's like you know, they're like a deer in headlights. They see the lights and it's, and, you know, they're just stuck there. <laughs> I, I get the I'm, joke. I'm talking about the other players around. I'm talking about the other players, you know, around. I, I get the joke there. Drew Holiday and maybe, uh, you know, and maybe Chris Milton, because Chris Milton can be inconsistent. Yeah. Or have a big game and then just, you know, that's why it's like, Giannis needs that second superstar, real true superstar. Other than those three on the team, maybe you keep Brooke Lopez, but other than that, other than those four, everybody else is suspendable. Which is why I want to ask you if uh, if you still want to cover the East or are you about you know you know about done covering the East? I was gonna ask you, do you see any possible big trades coming up with the deadline being tomorrow? Oh, uh, like some block, I'm talking about like blockbuster trades. Be like whoa, <laughs> like that's out of nowhere. Man, phew. I I don't I really do, know. I do, I do feel like the Clippers could sneak in there and probably you know because we've been hearing the rumors about Bradley Beal mm-hmm. and um, you know. You know, like, Bradley Beal going to the Lakers or Clippers, which Bradley Beal could possibly, you know, trade him. Yeah. I mean, then again, touch on the Wizards. The Wizards are starting out so bad, and everybody just blaming Westbrook or their bad without Westbrook. And now everyone's seeing Westbrook value what he's doing with that team. Uh, like like I say, the Wizards, Wizards could be a, a sneak to make the playoffs. They've been playing some great ball lately. I think they're like eight and one in their last, you know, their last last few games. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you out. By the way, Rhino, I just I just want to throw that in there because when I mentioned Bradley Beal, I was like, we didn't touch on what the Wizards were, you know, doing 
Oh no, like I don't I don't even know what what you do with Bill. Like I, I think he's probably gonna stay there. I don't think there's probably gonna be he, he, he wants to stay there too. Yeah, he wants to stay there. And you know, that's uh that's a testament to the player that he is and like he's he's wanting to stay there. Um I, I really just don't know. It it really just depends because like I feel like Bill's probably the name to be traded, but if he's not gonna be traded, I think it's probably gonna be like players are gonna really help some of these contenders out, like these low cost trades that there's low risk but high reward to improving their bench, their depth. You know, I think that's yeah. what this time of year uh, is maybe, all about. Maybe, look, maybe, maybe in Westbrook is traded. Because we've been hearing about Wiz just want to put him in, you know, trade talks and different stuff. How they're better without him and stuff like that. So, yeah. But as far as names as I've been here, you know, I think it's just, just Bradley Bill. But other than that, I don't know. But I'm not going to be surprised if we see a blockbuster trade or something that's, you know, pretty interesting. Well, the name I've been seeing mentioned, I don't know, it's not really blockbuster, but I've been seeing Oladipo's name being brought up. I've seen, like, Golden State might be interested in trying to trade for Oladipo. I just, uh, it's really going to be tough to see some of these big names be traded, but, you know, this is the time of year where you try to help build your team, you add some depth, you add some key players, you maybe have some players being bought out, and then you really... Try to look at the buyout market and try to improve, improve your team there, but I don't know. I feel like the Rockets are probably going to be a team that's going to trade a lot of players. Pick up Andre Drummond as well. That's yeah. That's another I name. Him, I don't see him uh, finishing off on the cash. I don't know which team would be interested in him, but you know that's another name. What I know, the Clippers have been linked to him and Bradley Beal. You know, I think if you could, if you could get Bradley Beal, you know, paired with Kawhi and Paul George, jeez, who needs a point guard? That's what people say. Clippers need a point guard. But Tyron Lue has to run the triangle, which is why Kawhi's been going bonkers. Paul George is just can PG thirteen show up when needed the most, and then we talk about playoffs, which I do think PG wants to redeem himself. Like he, he's oh, yeah. heard all the revelings. He's heard all the playoff jokes. <laughs> Pandemic P. Yeah. I mean, it's up to him to change. It's up to him to change these narratives. Yeah. Like I said, it had been three years. I seen him flame out with my thunder in the playoffs. Dude, you could say back-to-back shoulder injuries, and he had surgeries to prove him and different stuff like that. But, like, that third season in the Clippers, what happened? You know, then bringing up, you know, the mental awareness of being in the bubble and stuff. Where we had guys like LeBron, and I'm saying how it was affecting the game. Yeah, they're sort of playing in the same conditions now. With no fans half of the time. And I was like, at some point, you just got to let your game do the talking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not what we're used to, but it, the whole world's not used to used to this, going through this pandemic like we have been doing. Right. It's different for everybody, so I feel like players should just suck it up and keep playing the game. Everything's different. It's not normal. We're, we're, we're It's not years past. Right. So you're just going through it. All of us going through it. You know, Drummond to the Clippers would actually be interesting because they would add some size to that front court of theirs. You know, that and they, and they already had Zubat, which I think moving Zubat to the bench, having them come off the bench with Lou Williams, 
moving Marcus Morris to the bench, and he know Marcus Morris been going crazy from off the bench. And I like, I was glad to hear that. You know, I was like, oh well, when Marcus Morris come back for the Clippers, man, I think that's gonna may, maybe mess up the chemistry because he's used to starting. But like, I'm glad, I'm glad that it worked out. He got some mind coming off the bench and all. And like, with the, coming off the bench, you have more freedom. When guys like Kawhi PG out the floor, you look for the scoring in between them. I say Reggie Jackson been having a great year. Someone that I didn't expect, you know, the Clippers, uh, you know, quote unquote, that they paid him a lot of money, which I was expecting him to have a good year. But you know, his numbers had been, you know, below average than you were expecting. Was Luke Kennard? Now he's barely getting playing time from their beginning of the season. I expected him to help make a difference, and then maybe again we could just, you know. We looking at things in hindsight too early, and some teams probably, you know, some teams come out the gate coasting out of All Star break. Like right, some teams yeah. Come different teams in the back half of the season. So what we saw in the beginning towards to now, it could be totally different. Who knows? What the Jazz have a few injuries here and there, and they start flailing out. You, you know, like now, now so we get to the better half of the season. This is where we see who's who and. We sort of getting the, you know, getting the thick of things. Oh yeah, yeah. This, this is this is crunch time right here. You know, I'm I'm excited to see what the second half of the season brings, and you know, if we do have any trades, does that affect where some of these teams stands? But like, I'm really excited to see what happens to some of these teams. See what happens. What happens with the Lakers if they get AD back? Does Utah keep going on this pace? Does uh, same thing with Brooklyn and Philly. You know, when Brooklyn gets KD back, where are they gonna look like? Now we know what Brooklyn. We know what Brooklyn gonna look like. <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> and a defense. I think they'll be a little bit better defensively, but even without the defense, <laughs> have fun trying to keep that offense down. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it's essentially kind of like Kent, the Kansas City Chiefs. You know. Yeah, you really gotta outscore them. And, yeah, and, and to to the point of, on the Nets, man, it's like uh, I seen a meme or something. It's like, oh, this just stop LeBron. I hate this narrative that teams are doing this to beat LeBron. <laughs> I I think the world, like outside the just the LeBron fans in general, that fan base in general, and some of these crazy ESPN analysts, like no one's scared of LeBron like the media wants you to believe. Your players, you know, going at LeBron, you know. Sometimes being outright disrespectful and different stuff. And, you know, I felt this nod to Utah. Like the Jazz don't mention them, say they don't care. Land their game, do the talking. And, like, that's dangerous because you run into those teams that got that chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. They'll prove to you. They'll, they'll, you know, and we've seen LeBron get embarrassed plenty of fashion at times. So, like I say, I, I, I just never get into that. You know, it's a, the league runs through LeBron. He's guaranteed to the finals. No, we're in the West now. All these teams are revamped. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, Last year, you weren't even set in stone to win the championship. You weren't even the favorites, you know? And it's sort of like they went under the radar and got there, especially, you know, after the Clippers debacle. And I'm looking at, like, this year, I don't know why people think the Lakers, uh, you know, got better to me. Just by people being some, like, Dwight and, you know, Dwight and, and JaVale McGee. Yeah. And, you know, even though Lakers are still a good, uh, good defensive team, they're just not at the level as they were last year, in my honest opinion. Even having AD on the floor, you bring in Montrez Harrell, who's the backup big. I say Paul Gasol is way past his prime and too slow. Wrong Gasol, brother, my guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. When I say Paul, I mean Mark. <laughs> talk about Lakers, Lakers bigs. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like 
me, the Lakers, LeBron gonna have to do some major carrying, and I just want to see them repeat. Unless you know half these teams get hurt, flame out. <laughs> but I just didn't see them repeat. Everybody's picking up again another year. I was like, okay, we saw what happened with you know picking the Clippers last year. You went out the Nets, and that's where they got James Harden and all this crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah. So just could we expect who we picking and spit like, oh man. And then we have it. We have seen too many times where stuff goes wrong, or you know, like what we expect to happen does not happen. So, like, like I'm saying, we have our favorites and stuff, but we just don't know with how this team's gonna go. Yeah. So this. And then COVID, and I see where people be like, we put another asterisk on this season. Because yeah. No. Because, like, COVID does ruin teams. Like, some teams, all this player contract tra- tracing or whatever. Yeah. You know, missing games due to COVID or whatever. And I'm like, the whole league playing each other 70% of the time. Everybody's been around, some, quote, unquote. Every player in the league is, you know, seeing each other at least once, been around in con- some kind of form of contact. So I just never understood they contact, you know, they contact tracing. Yeah, it's uh, you know, that's gonna be interesting to see what COVID. As well. Yes, it's gonna be interesting to see if how much COVID's gonna be a major factor with uh with all this stuff, but and, uh, and hopefully not too major. Yeah, you, you gotta stay chemistry, hopeful. Chemistry is a real thing needed between teams. Clippers learned that the hard way, and you see Kawhi and PG and Talu make sure they're they're playing a bulk of games like. <laughs> But like that, that that was enough team. See that you need chemistry. You need to know each other very well. Yeah, you you really do. At a time like this, it, you got to. Um, but you know, I'm really excited for the rest of the season. Um, I mean, I can't. I really can't wait to see what that Brooklyn team with KD looks like with all them together. Man, Man. The, that's. I need, to, I need to look at the schedule and see what who is the first game back when they play. <laughs> Like, like, who are they playing first? Because that's going to be a long night, especially if, you know, KD. <laughs> KD comes in and does KD things. <laughs> Let's see. I, KD fir- does KD things to get his KD rings. <laughs> <laughs> I think their first game is against Boston a couple days from now. Well, they've already been Boston twice, so now you're throwing in a mix of all this. It's over with for Boston. Well, they- and, uh, let's, matter of fact, let's see. The league starts back on the tenth, so let me see when the next player in the next game. Uh, I think they'll be off for two days. Uh, yep, they don't play till the thirteenth, which is this Saturday, and they play. Actually, they actually play the Pistons. Which yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're definitely gonna demolish the Pistons. And and they gotta play Utah here in a few weeks. Playing on March 24th. Man, that's going to be the game everybody going to have circle. Yeah, it's going to be at Utah, Utah too. Utah, Utah ends up pulling that off, man. What can you say about that team? It sucks that, you know, like the Western teams, they only play the Eastern Conference twice a year. The NBA should, I feel like they should just, uh, you know, fix the schedule somehow to where you can see Eastern and Western teams play more. Because I love seeing the matchups like the, the Nets, and, uh, Nets and Jazz. Or Clippers and Nelson. <laughs> we like, like if you think about, they already played the Jazz once too, so this that would be the last matchup against the Jazz. So you wouldn't know defending 
definitely need who to, you know, pick for, you know, a series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the second half. I think it's going to be fun to watch um, and see what happens with the play-in tournament, see how that works again this year, and then seeing what happens in the playoffs because playoff basketball ain't nothing like it. And then another thing I want to tell you, uh, yeah, nothing like that playoff basketball. I'll be ready for that, here for it. But another thing, you know, like, I think Lakers fans really are delusional. It's like, we know how well LeBron does in the playoffs. He had AD back. One, guys stay healthy. But even if they get AD and they end up meeting the Nets in the finals, bro, LeBron, our hands going to be full because you don't have to worry about 8KD. You know Blake Griffin going to have something to prove, so – He'll be bringing his best A game, you know, if he's playing against AD. But outside of them, who going to stop James Harden and Kyrie Irving? Like, like really let that sink in. Because you already got to worry about KD point blank, blank period. He getting buckets on whoever. It does not matter. It does not matter, man. man. But who's going to who's gonna contain Kyrie Irving? Not Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> not Caldwell Pope. And you really want these guys going uh, James Harden and Kyrie Irving? Good luck. GG's. You're not shutting all that down. I'm sorry, but you're not. You're not. You got to have multiple defenders, and the Lakers just do not have that at all. And so, I mean, that the NBA. Like, defensively, the Jazz and Clippers match up better, you know, against the you know against the Nets than the Lakers really do. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I can get on board. Anyone cannot see that. I don't know. I don't know, like, what's their, what's their you know, their – their mind, their terminology of of thinking, because we we've seen it, we've seen it, like <laughs> we just have. Yeah, we have. But uh, I tell you what, I'm I'm hyped up for this these next few weeks of the season. But uh, Charles, have we talked about this during the pre-show? Let's say we talk a little bit about a certain NFL quarterback in Dallas. Let's talk about Dak <laughs> Prescott. <laughs> Millions is a good contract anyway. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not complaining. I'm making millions of dollars for the rest of my life anyways. But, you know, that being injured, like, it's like, do you get that guy all that money? You know, but we see it plenty of time and time again, NFL, NBA, MLB. Guys get hurt and still secure the bag. But also, it's just like, with these bad teams, you sure you want to be locked up you know, a contract with bad teams anyway, quote yeah. unquote, just collecting the check, kind of like Melo did with New York, but uh, that's <laughs> my story for another day. But back to back, like, <laughs> it's like, just why, like, where do you want to go from here? You know, Cowboys aren't winning anytime soon. Like I say, Dak must uh, love it in Dallas. Well, you know, the deal is four years. So it's not like, you know, one of those insane six, seven year deals that, You'll sometimes see him thrown out in the NFL, but like it does make him the like second Mahomes. <laughs> Mahomes <laughs> yep, <laughs> but yeah, but like he's right there behind Mahomes as far as high-paid QBs. He's right there behind him, and like he's gonna make a ton of money this year because he's got the largest signing bonus in NFL history, topping Russell Wilson by one million and getting sixty-six million, and then. He's going to get, but he's also going to get seventy-five million in year one. 
the most in NFL history. So Dak is going to get paid. He's he's already going to he's got a lot of guaranteed money coming his way. I think it's like one twenty six, and also like it. I think I've read that it kind of helps out their cap situation because the NFL, they're really in a cap, you know, they really don't know because of the pandemic, the cap has really kind of affected them. But, you know, either way, I don't know if Dak is worth second best QB in the league money, but good on him for getting his money. You know, coming up the way he did. Look, in a long term, as far as getting money goes, you get the W. Yeah. You know, that, Dallas, that, take the L. You know what, capital L. <laughs> you know what, a long L. Just any L that you put in. <laughs> you, you know, just like, man. Like, yeah, I, I, I can't fault a man I'm for signing for that I, I money. Got, look, yeah, you, you can't go wrong. <laughs> you know, you gotta be happy for him regardless. But I mean, you, if I'm you... A Patriot, I'm a Patriot fan, so all I got right now is to live the old days. It's a Belichick. <laughs> Gets us to the promised land. Like we added on the help. Like it's gonna have to sit back in mediocrity for a, maybe a few seasons. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on who they who they draft this year, which I haven't watched any college football, so I'm I'm like zip shenada into knowing who's who. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> we're gonna have to see I, because QBs are are changing around, Charles. I mean, somebody's saying you could see eighteen. I think Schefter was saying like. Maybe eighteen possible QBs could change spots this offseason alone. Yeah, <laughs> that's nuts. That is nuts. <laughs> so I mean, your Patriots can be involved in that somehow. You know, there's. Oh yeah, hopefully my Patriots do get involved in this somehow. I mean, and that's I'm how. Not, you... I'm not. I'm not like the uh, big, uh, the biggest, biggest, biggest Tom Brady fan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so they're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, the Tom Brady gone now. Where this Patriots? Like, yeah, I'm right here. I know what it's like to live through mediocrity and suck. <laughs> <laughs> but and, uh, I, and I can't but I really can't even say that because all teams I always like the players I like have always been winning. So I really don't know what it's like to be through mediocrity and suck. Mediocrity and you know, trash. Like Knicks fans. <laughs> or Bulls fans to past years. <laughs> but but like 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 I like I said, you know, uh <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm not gonna give up on the team. Man, you know. Well, I cheer, well, I cheer on for other teams that I like. Yeah, you, you bet you, you, you bet your last dollar in your wallet. I will. But, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah, it, I mean, I'll be interested, interested to see what your Patriots do. Uh, I feel good about my guys. We don't have to worry about a QB, you know. So we don't have to worry about that. But as far as Dak is concerned, like, listen, Charles, if anybody sh- puts a contract in front of us. And it says a hundred and sixty million, but you're gonna get a hundred twenty six of that guaranteed. We ain't saying no to that. Oh, no, 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 no. You, you just put me on the bench and, and just tell me to shut up and I'll be, I'll be a scapegoat. <laughs> I'll take my hundred twenty six million to the bank. On me, all the scandals on me. I'm still getting that million. <laughs> 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 I'm not complaining at all. <laughs> yeah, like you tell me, hey. As soon as I put my, uh, dot the I's and cross the T's, I get sixty six million. Cool, but also I get seventy five million in that first year. All right, fine. It, I don't care if I had to be the freaking long snapper. Shoot, I'll be the water boy if you're paying me that. 
sure, where do I sign? Like, he, we ain't turning that down, but, like, you know, good for Dak, you know, coming in the league the way he did and then proving himself. And then over these last couple of years with what's happened to them, him getting hurt last year, you know, good on him. So he's going to be in Dallas for a few more years, and he's going to be a rich, rich man. Very rich man. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, Dak, you know, you know what? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm poor, I'm pretty American. Maybe not in the light that you probably looking for, you know, poor, unprivileged Americans. But, you know, I mean, you could, you know, send me about a million every two weeks and I won't complain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, s- send me some of that too, Dak, uh, to, to help a boy out. <laughs> Dak, if you're hearing this, we, we love you, man. Do not believe the hype. You know, it's just for the podcast. You know, I'm a Cowboys fan, in all honesty. You know, I'm just <laughs> throwing out the Patriots. Talk, you know, not staying there. <laughs> Well, hey, hey, don't say that when you got Mahomes around making as much money as he is. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not getting to the Tom Brady goat discussion, but uh, going back watching that Super Bowl now, uh, man, Kansas City could come out the rip scoring. I'm kind of like, uh, scratching my head, like, you know, the really game? I don't know, man. <laughs> I tell you what, the thing that really hurt the Chiefs in there, they they didn't have a whole other offensive line in that game, and yeah, but I said they were missing, you know, some of their two of their valuable pieces on that offensive line. So I mean, and that's took a hit, and that's gonna hurt when you play a good defense like Tampa. Yeah, but anytime you got Mahomes running for his life, you're in trouble. I mean, have you? Like I say, never, never seen him get sacked. You know, sacked that many times as he did in one, one game. Anyway. Like, have, did you see the stat about how many yards he ran in total during that game? And no, I didn't. But I know he's doing a lot of running. <laughs> right, track and field. He's doing track and field now, huh? Man, he he ran. Whew, I think it was close to like four hundred, five hundred something. I don't know. Yeah, and see, that's and that's. That's sort of where you see the difference. And rigging and other stuff aside, like, yeah, that, that really hurt them. But I don't know, man. So, Dak, good on you for getting your money, getting paid. You're in Dallas for a few more years. Uh, we'll see what that team does. I mean, they Dallas has got weapons. It's just all about, you know, making sure Dak doesn't get hurt again, protecting him. Uh, because he had a pretty good start to the season last year. And then he had the injury get hurt, and then like everything went downhill from there for the for the Cowboys. But uh, you know, I'm gonna be interested to see what QB he's gonna be this year, uh, w- coming in with a brand new contract, and seeing if Dallas does make any improvements to try to get to a Super Bowl. But I think we all hope yeah. they don't get to a Super Bowl. Am I right? Man, these <laughs> Cowboy fans would be going outrageous. Uh. We know how delusional the Cowboys fans can be. They're stuck in the past. <laughs> I mean, you got to get out the past sometime. Look towards the future. But, um, yeah. Uh, Cowboys. Cowgirls. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> they like, they like, I know this <laughs> old dude. Not just throw a shot like that. You know what? I, I did. I can talk. I can talk and talk. My team has been doing this. <laughs> I've been growing up basically through the 2000s. 
I think Charles. I think let's end on let's end on that note and <laughs> calling them the cowgirls. But uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's end on that note. Hey, it was great catching up with you, talking some NBA, talking a little bit about Dak and getting paid. Uh, I'm sure we're going to be doing this again as we get closer to the playoffs and when the playoffs actually get here and talk about that. But uh, it's going to be a fun second second half, my guy. It's going to be fun. A very fun second half. And also, I mean, that's not to include we got March Madness coming up. We fi- we got yes. it this year. <laughs> like I say, like I say, hopefully with my work schedule and just all around, because you know my kids and, my, and being around, you know, with my family, and <laughs> you know, it's just <laughs> having all that, having all that time just to enjoy this March Madness. Playoffs, yeah, it's going to be fun. Man, it, I'm looking forward to it. Next week's going to be fun. But, Charles, thanks again for joining the show, my guy. Awesome to talk to you as always. For sure, for sure. It's always fun catching up and doing these podcasts. So, <laughs> that'll do it for us here, everybody. Uh, be sure to go <laughs> check it. Look, on, on, on the end note, right now, you forgot to tell people, stay COVID, COVID free. Oh, yeah. <laughs> stay safe out there. Wear your mask even if you don't want to wear it. Even if you got, even if you're wearing glasses and it fogs them up like it does mine, all right. <laughs> even if you can't see worth a lick, do it. But yeah, do all that good stuff. Uh, be sure to go check out this podcast on all the platforms out there. Check out Entertainment. Uh, we got a new episode up there where me and Peter and Matt we talked Wandavision, talked about that, talked about the finale, talked about. All the theories that ended up being wrong. Um, but be sure to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, there are so many. So, be yeah, sure. You know, that's, that's another pie for another day. <laughs> we definitely got to do a pie over the new Mortal Kombat. Because that's going to be helping. Yeah. We, want to see that if you didn't know about that one. We got, <laughs> yeah, there's tons of movies coming out. Kong Godzilla versus Godzilla. Yeah. Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. Check that check that podcast out when you guys have the time. Uh, there's going to be some stuff coming out entertainment because again, like we just said, lots of stuff coming out, movies, TV shows. It's going to be a blast, and we're obviously March Madness next week. So get hyped for all that stuff, guys, and hopefully you guys enjoyed this podcast. Again, stay safe, and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>